holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. My top tip, not all gifts have to be for others. Treat yourself. Crisp whites like a floral Sauvignon Blanc pairs perfectly with shrimp cocktail and other light appetizers. Now that's how you kick off a holiday meal. Most adults smile an average of 20 times a day. Make that 21 for someone you love with the perfect bottle from Total Wine and More. Whether you're entertaining or bringing the wine, Total Wine and More has you covered with 8,000 wines, 3,000 spirits, and 2,500 beers at always low prices. Cheers. Indie Radio presents The Spotlight, Internet Radio Show, Season 14. The program that puts the spotlight on independent content creators. Each week, our hosts bring to you entertaining and thought-provoking episodes. This is your home for news about television, film, gaming, and much, much more. Join us live here every Wednesday as we bring to you interviews and biting commentary. And now, your host, Jen and Kente. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Spotlight. I am your host, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California, and I'm so happy to be here with you tonight. We have episode number 260, and it's going to be a very good one. Uh, normally, I'm joined by my wonderful co-host, Jen, but um, she's having some uh, car issues, so she's running late. But uh, we've, we're so fortunate that my co-host from the Men and Women Talk to Mars Venus show, Shannon Ford Jefferson, is joining us. Uh, how you doing, Shannon? I'm great. Just have some tacos. <laughs> doing well. All right. All right. I love tacos as well. And of course, as we said on our show, we did Monday. It was your birthday this past weekend. So once again, happy birthday. Thank you. Yes. So thank you for joining us. Uh, You're welcome. Now, anyone who knows me knows I'm a huge hip hop fan. Uh, You know, uh, always had love for hip hop going back in a long time. And anytime I can have an opportunity to talk some hip hop, it's my pleasure. And uh, joining us today is a uh, rapper, uh, songwriter extraordinaire, the one and only B. Holmes. How you doing, B. Holmes? I'm doing good, boss. I can't complain, man, at all. All right, man. So I'm I'm so glad that you're here. And in keeping in the tradition of our show, we always love to do is we always want to if it's the first time somebody's on our show, we like to start off with an origin story. So tell us, where are you from originally? Where were you born? Uh, I'm from DeRitter, Louisiana, Southwest Louisiana, uh, born and raised in Louisiana uh, by way of Baton Rouge uh, for college. So I'm from, from that area, the boot. All right, Louisiana, that's right. Um, so tell, tell us what it was like growing up in Louisiana. I, my, um, I spent some time in New Orleans and uh, I know many people that are from there, but what was it like for you growing up there? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, Louisiana has different origins, whether it's uh, the northern part, uh, the area where we're from, as well as like the Baton Rouge, Lafayette area in New Orleans. Uh, where we're from, it's kind of it's kind of a small town type of environment. Uh, I say in some aspects equal opportunity, but yet still, you know, a little bit of racism. Um, but it's, it's, I, I say it's a decent area to grow up in, you know, compared to the other areas as far as the other influences and things that were around. Uh, gave you an opportunity to be yourself if you chose to do that. So, 
I can't complain at all. It's rough in certain aspects, but it entirely makes you who you are. Mm. You know, I, I, I'm from Los Angeles, so I'm from used to the big city lifestyle. But what, what is it like the uh, being from such a small town? Um, you know, is it what us people from Los Angeles think of? Is it, uh, you know, um, uh, porch swings and uh, I, uh, sweet tea on deck? What is it like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in certain aspects, yeah, those, 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 uh, I guess, descriptions are correct. There are a lot of porch swings. There's definitely a lot of good sweet tea. I'd probably say some of the best in the world. Uh, oh. Yeah, in the world, in the world. <laughs> and, uh, the irony is, it's, it's kind of like I guess you would say neighborhoods in the Los Angeles area. It's like everybody knows everybody except for it's the whole town, you know. So it's 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 one of those type environments. You do something on one side of town, they probably will tell your mom or something like that. So it's it's you know good food, the best food, you know, in Louisiana. I feel like personally, uh, so. It's, it's all of those things together and the, the southern hospitality you know um it gives you it gives you that that comfort you know that i don't think that you can get really anywhere else if i had to say so myself well he said so yeah what <laughs> <laughs> one thing that's so great about louisiana is that so many great musical talent has come from there and uh it has like a rich music history and um when you're there growing up there do you do you feel those vibes uh do you feel the uh, the the ghost or the the presence of the musical greats or is is that something that as you got older you were able to appreciate uh i say it's a mixture of both um i came up in the era where like master p and uh you know uh the no limit movement came together the cash money movement came together as well as boosie and webby so we actually got to see people who look like us from where we're from on TV, you know, uh, which was a big change of culture because we, we learned about jazz history and things like that, but that was generations before us. So we knew about that history, but, but to be able to see it firsthand and touch it, I think that kind of changed the whole aspect, you know, and perspective of my generation in Louisiana. Some of us, uh, we're fortunate that we know what we want in life at a very young age. Was that this, was that with you, or did you find out later in life what you wanted to do? Uh, I always knew what I wanted to do, but, uh, you know, when it comes to parents, they, they, they give a little guidance, and in turn, you know, I got off track for a second. But I say I probably knew what I wanted to do around the age of, like, 11, 12, somewhere around there. It kind of it kind of hit me, you know, so... When I, when, I was, when I was coming up, we used to beat on the uh, the lunchroom tables and freestyling. Most of us sucked, but we, you know, we <laughs> thought we were great, though. Uh, did, <laughs> you know, you know. So, uh, did, were you? Was that you uh, doing uh, the Def ciphers and stuff? Definitely, uh, I grew up a drummer, so you know, a lot of times guys would get me to, to you know, start to beat uh, at the lunch table, or whether we were on the school bus for a basketball trip or something. Uh, and the freestyle culture is big where we're from because we grew up listening to Houston music, you know, DJ School and those guys, and they were freestyling. So if you couldn't freestyle, girls and boys freestyle. If you couldn't freestyle, it was kind of like, you know, people were looking at you crazy. So definitely part of the culture. Yeah, like back when I was coming up, like battles were freestyle off the head. And now right. it's kind of, it's more like written. And written's cool, right? But I like that freestyle off the head. You know, because uh, you can and you can always tell the difference, right? 
Um, right. It seems like that's kind of lost a little bit. Um, maybe it's just the mainstream. I don't know. But uh, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, that that same kind of culture is around. I mean, or maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I, I, I mean, I've known certain guys who are able to do it. I think more so due to the pressure of uh, perfection and people afraid of letting music be art instead of this perfect picture. Uh, it kind of drowned it, that aspect of it out. Uh, like when guys go on, you know, radio stations and they rap and it's like, oh, he gave us the greatest verse ever, but you can tell it was written, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so, yeah, I fully see what you're saying. But that pressure, man, people don't want to, you know, people don't want to look as though they, they fell off in an opportunity where they're being creative. Yeah, it's like uh, people who are in, in the NBA are afraid to, to, to try to get blocked shots because they don't want to get dunked on. It's like, if right. you're going to be a good shot blocker, you're going to get dunked on the camp, you know, every once in a while. It's, right. It's the nature of the beast. So some of your freestyles are going to be great. Some are going to be, you know, so it's all good. Right. Mm-hmm. Who was your, some of your, besides, you know, the No Limits and whatnot, who are some of your biggest musical influences when it comes to hip-hop? Uh. Really, uh, I say it started out with like, uh, like I said, the Houston movement uh, with Chameleon there. I don't know if y'all from the Chameleon, oh, yeah, guys yeah. like that, Slim Thug. Uh, we grew up listening to them, Heavy, Charlie Boy, people like that. And then it kind of shifted to uh, Kanye and Jay-Z as I got older, you know, and I, I had the opportunity to really sit down and like, listen, Kanye made me want to make beats. Like, I actually prayed to make beats like Kanye, so... Uh, in turn, it, that was one of my major influences as well, him and Timberland and Swiss Beats. I remember uh, Chameleon there, um, was that Riding Dirty was the yeah. uh, was the big joint. And it was so funny. Um, there was something happening in my neighborhood and um, two cops were going, you know, door to door asking, you know, if anybody seen anything. Right. And it was like an uh, older white guy. He was probably in his uh, late 50s, early 60s, possibly. And a young brother. Right. And so they're asking me, like, did you see anything, whatever? And um, so uh, all of a sudden, uh, the ringtone went off, and it was riding dirty. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at the brother, like, oh, okay. It was the old white cop. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. It's crazy how that song really took off. Uh, and that's what he had said. I remember in an interview one time, he was saying, you, would be, you wouldn't believe the people who actually love the song. So I could definitely see that. Yeah, it was funny. The young brother, he's like, I don't even listen to hip hop. I, uh, I listen to like alternative music. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, man, I love Chameleon. It was so the vibe just changed. You know, can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> That's no. right. So, so yeah, man. Um, so yeah, let's talk. Uh, you know, we're gonna go real deep into your music and and w- what you're producing. But being that you're from the South, what do you think about the South's legacy when it comes to hip hop? Because um, you know, when I was coming up, you know, it was all about the East Coast and then it was the West Coast. And then all, all of a sudden you had the Ghetto Boys and, you know, eventually Outkast. And, and now they just kind of they dominate. So uh, what do you just think about the rise of the South when it comes to hip hop music? Uh, I mean, you know, I'm biased. So personally, I feel as though like the South is, is on top just due to the fact of their unity in right. certain areas, because, you know, even if we go to Florida, you know, we think about Ross and Trick Daddy, you know, how he had a hand in bringing all of those people to the forefront, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in Texas. Like I said, uh, Slim Thug, those guys had a big run. And, of course, Atlanta. But, you know, look at Cash Money. Wayne was the greatest rapper 
for for a stretch. You know, he was the best rapper alive. So I feel like the South's been dominating you for right. a minute. You're <laughs> right. Even the East Coast cats sound like they from the South. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. And that's that's when you know it's it's coming. The influence, you know, has taken over. And it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing because that's where our musical roots started from. Mm. So you know, from the south, we brought jazz from New Orleans to Harlem. So you know, yeah, man. Okay, so um, now look, a lot of us when we coming up, we wanna, we think we can be the next Tupac. We think we can be, you know, we think we had the skills, and then then it dawns on us we don't. But then there's brothers <laughs> like you who realize, you know what, I do have a talent for this. Let me take it you know, to the next level. So when was that moment where you realized that this is where I wanted, you know, I'm going to be a professional and all that? Well, uh, I got put in the studio with an artist. Like first time I, 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 uh, like really sat down in the studio. I was at a friend's studio and he's like, man, I need to go out, help him, you know, write this song. You know, I'd always rap and stuff with my friends and clown and stuff and, you know, making beats. But we sat there and like, we made a whole project in two days. Mm. And it was it was classic, like uh, a very classic. Me and this guy's first time meeting, linking up everything. And uh, he was actually signed to Murder, Inc. at the time. He was an R&B singer. Mm. And uh, he was just said, amazed at the process. And he's like, why you don't have your own music? And I was like, well, I guess that's coming in time, you know. And, and that really, I guess, is when it dawned on me. Like, man, what you doing right now? <laughs> so, mm. yeah, it definitely, definitely set in around that time. Mm. Okay, so let, let's talk about uh, your process when it comes to uh, creating uh, a song or whatever. Where do you get? Your, do you draw on on personal experiences, or is it just a feeling in that moment? Um, give us a kind of insight into your process. I say it's like a a, a collection of, of of all of that. Like whether what I see, you know, day in day out, talking to friends, uh, what about what I've experienced, or just you know. What I've watched, I love to watch like TV shows and stuff like that, like on Netflix and stuff. So it's like I made piece together. I draw inspiration from everywhere, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, that all goes into the creative process uh, for me personally um, and listening to other music as well. Mm, OK. Um, What's the other music? Uh, I like like the other day I was riding in the car listening to uh, Ross's Port of Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. Like I'm that type of person who, you know, I I go check out something that's new, but like I go back and listen to uh, something old or something real indie, like uh, Don Tolliver who signed with uh, uh, Travis Scott. You know, stuff like that. I kind of, mm-hmm. you know, look for inspiration in the oddest places. Mm. Okay. Um, now, do you write? Do you do you write to the beat? Or do you do have a beat and then you come up with your concept, you know, afterwards? Uh, I make the beat and then usually come up with a concept, either listening to the beat, like I named the song something, and it'll put me in a certain mind frame. And then from there, just build around it. Like a lot of times, I might have a song finished before I finish the beat, though. So it just depends. Mm. Now, being a being a MC who can produce his own tracks that puts you ahead of the game because you don't have to wait for a producer to give you stuff. So right. uh, talk about, you know, um, not just being an MC, but being a beat producer, uh, beat maker, um, you know, how much that helps and, and informs with the music that you uh, create. 
Well, I think the blessing behind that is the ability to create a sound. Like we have creation station sound. That's that's my brand, and uh, it, it sounds like nothing else that's out. And that's due to the fact of one, me producing for other artists and engineering for other artists, and seeing what they're making and finding the mistakes of oh, you should have did this here, you should have did this there. So when it comes time for me to make my music, then that's what I focus on. So I try to make it a little bit different. But a collection to where when you hear it, it doesn't sound foreign, but it's like, all right, yeah, that's what I piece together, you know. So that's that's the blessing I think of, of being a producer and that because it's like if this beat would have had this, this song would have been out of here, you know what I'm saying, or, right. or something different, you know. So that's that's really the plus on that. Plus, I don't have to wait for anybody to email me anything or get clearance issues or anything of that nature. Mm, okay. I like it too, and I, you know, uh, when I when I was coming up, it was all about sampling, right? Sample, sample, sample. When you go back to the the uh, especially the uh, the '80s and the early '90s and stuff, they would use like six samples to make one song and all that, and then they started getting sued. So then it'd be like one sample, you know, right. if that. Yeah. And now uh, it seems like there's a big push to go away from it, and uh, which which I like. I, I like. I mean, I like it both. Um, do you do you sample at all? Yeah, I I sample. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I live by the you know the three second rule. If you chop it within three seconds, you won't get hit as bad. Uh, but I, I definitely do uh, still sample. Currently, that's that's like I said. I prayed to make beats like Kanye. So when I heard uh, Jay Z's Black album and, and Blueprint, it was like, nah, I gotta make beats like that. You know, and that was that was all samples. Everything else is cool. I'm a musician. I can play it, but. You know, you find that right rare sample, it's nothing like it. Nice. Yes. Um, Tumax in the chat room says sampling was feeding a lot of older black artists. That is true. So many artists um, got a resurgence based on their sample. And oddly enough, some artists who had current songs that got sampled got a resurgence, you know, or it, it right. built them up. So, like, I remember De La Soul. Um, De La Soul would would sample like uh, these uh, artists that were still making music, but when they would make their song, all of a sudden people were like, "What was this?" And then you know, and it pushed them up the charts. Uh, so uh, it's it's very it's very interesting the whole the sampling thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you listen to the the record I have about Heisman campaign, that's the Tatiana Ali sample off of uh, Fresh Prince, the song that she sung when Will was her manager. You know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, oh man, I didn't even catch it. Back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get what I'm saying. So it's like that's the kind of crate digging we do something that the average person wouldn't even think about, you know, to even sample. You know, and if Tanjiana Ali gets some money off me on that song, it's cool. I'm not tripping. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. Uh, Heisman campaign. I, first of all, a great title. Uh, are you a big sports guy? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge sports fan. Okay, so uh, um, uh, talk about uh, you know the idea behind Heisman campaign and why you, you called it that. Uh, basically, you know, when you listen to the lyrics of the song, uh, I basically looked at it as if it was my Heisman speech. Mm. If I won the trophy and I was standing at the podium, like this would be my Heisman speech. But the irony of it is, I named the track probably like two days before I dropped it. Because I just sit there and listen, and I was like, "What's the inspiration for this name?" And Heisman campaign came to me, and it was like, "Yeah, this is this is definitely what it is." That's dope. 
Are we gonna listen to these, Kente? Um, yeah, we can definitely. Um, if if it's okay, we can definitely uh, play play a song. Um, would, you cool with that? Oh yeah, of course. All right. Course. So, um, which uh, which track do you want me to play? Uh, I guess you could go with with. Since we're talking about Heisman campaign, let's let's go with that one first. All right, so good then, job, because that's what I wanted to hear. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna play Heisman campaign. Here we go. All right. Just fucking with you, a man. Yes, we probably have a whole chain of cleaners in a hot minute anyway. You know? Oops, my bad. <laughs> Can't remember you, I guess some things I can't recall I remember when we made a pact that we should die I remember you were hesitant to get involved I remember when we ran it up and spit it out I remember getting on my own, me and my dogs Got right at the crib and then we down and lost it all Bounce back in a week, you probably thought that we'd fall off But look at where we are yeah. But look at where we are Look at where we are but look at where we are Look at where we are Hold up Like a phoenix from the ashes I rise through distractions Cut a couple niggas out There's simple mathematics Trying to shine before you grind You got it ass backwards You know you finally moving forward When you get some traction 2017 highs when I feel like Action Jackson Give me the ball I'm running with it No way that I'm passing like no way that I'm passing I wish I had this type of focus when I was late for classes A wise man look forward, it's like the new gear Narrow road to the top, probably wouldn't know what to do here From over the hill, I don't respect the shit that you fear Yeah, yeah Sun bathing on stoners, all the while soaking up all this knowledge Flow even sounding more polished, I guess this shit came from college We respected in the streets, we respected by all the scholars Make strippers dance to my music while niggas tossing these dollars long we came a long way from that country town He beats you after the game, I bet it's going down You gave that whole the world and turn, you got the run around And then you got the nerve to try and gun me down Straight forward and direct, just how I'm coming now We hit a step on our toes, we on the winner now we had a step on our toes, this hit a winner sound Can't remember you, I guess some things I can't recall I remember when we made a pack that we should die I remember you were hesitant to get involved I remember when we ran it up and spent it all I remember getting it on my own, me and my dogs Got right at the crib and then we down and lost it all Bounce back in a week, you probably thought that we'd fall out But look at where we are, yeah But look at where we are Look at where we are. But look at where we are. Look at where we are. No matter whether climbing, we're climbing the highest mountain. I climb it in record time, and I'm chosen. This is a reminder. Hit Conway just for a line. And my mama know that I got it. My father know that I got it. The city know that I got it. What up? Go ahead and show some love, nigga. I'm striving for greatness. It's like a drug, nigga. You ain't with the shit, so miss me with the bitches shit I'm on point like I scripted it, the flow crack when she flip the shit If you ain't talking seven figures, I just can't get with the shit Started from the gutter, got the whole world listening Yeah, it's like you started from the gutter, got the whole world Look, this hit'll come up, this hit'll shit you can't front on You know me keep it 100, you know me keep it 100, nigga This hit'll shit you can't front on, nigga
that was dope, man. That was dope. I love it. Appreciate it, man. Be, Appreciate it. You know, one thing I, I like about it is it does, you know, it's lyrics, right? Lyrics. And it's not, it's not just you like, you know, just saying the same thing over and over and over again. You know, you know how, you know what right. kind of music I'm talking about. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so you, you got the lyrical content and it sounds fresh and new too. So, it, you know, it's not like, you know, cause even though like I'm a big nineties hip hop fan, you know, some of those, some of those cats, uh, unfortunately you don't want to hear, you know, <laughs> hit them now. Right. Right. So, uh-huh. but you know, you, I love it, man. I love how, uh, you know, you have that, that feel. Like you kind of, it seems like you kind of reach back to the past, but given some new too. Is that what you were going for? Well, yeah. I mean, I, like I say, uh, the influences as far as the sound and this and that, it, it comes from from everywhere. Like I love Andre three, three Stacks. You know his ability to get points across within the song. You know, and for those who listen and they, they hear, it. for those who are not, it goes over their head. You know, so it's like that whole like like ambience of, of creating, you know, a sound is like what I try to put into the music. Man, it's dope, man. Um, now, uh, um, now performing live, uh, do you, is that something you enjoy? Or are you more of a studio guy? Uh, I love studio. Like studio is, is home. Like I feel like that's the most, one of the most comfortable places I can be, you know, uh, in the studio, uh, but performing live, like to get to see people's reactions, you know, in live time to the music, you know, like sitting here watching you guys bob your head to the record. It's like, it's no greater confirmation than somebody hearing it for the first time. And it's like, all right, bro, I see you. You know, I don't know who you are yet, but I see you, you know. So it's like the live part is dope as well. Yeah. Do you uh, feed off that? In- I know you must feed off that energy of the crowd, right? Definitely, definitely. Uh, music takes me to a place, so it already takes me to a zone, you know, and then to see other people, you know, go to that place with me, I guess it's kind of like a natural high, if I had to say. Mm. I love it, man. Um, so, with the Heisman campaign, have you done any uh, videos for it? Uh, we're, we're working on the visual for Heisman campaign. It's coming soon, yeah. Oh, that's dope, man. Looking forward to that, man. Um, so, uh, so, what's next, man? What, what do you have... I know you have the big timers uh, join out as well. Um, what's uh, what can we expect next coming from you? Uh, next, I have actually like a whole flip, like it's a whole different like wave of a sound. It's actually coming next. Uh, it has like this R&B rapist type vibe to it, you know, and it's it's more so like that. I, it's music before you go out, you know. So we call it like you know music before the party, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's the type of vibe that's actually coming next. And uh, that's produced by my uh, my partner in crime, Dre Love. Majority of those are produced by him. You know, mixed in with me, we co-produced a couple of tracks, and it's 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 really I think something that everybody's gonna like. Uh, I can't wait for everybody to hear it, <laughs> to be honest, because that's what's next. Uh, and I think it'll definitely you know be something that people can appreciate and enjoy. One thing I, I like about about you, man, is that you can see the joy in you you know in because you know a lot of people they be acting like jason you know they be like <laughs> yeah i got this album coming out you know it's like i like that you know you see the joy like you know hip-hop is a joyful thing right music is a joyful right. thing and i like that man i like that energy that you bring it man so appreciate that man definitely yeah man so um uh one thing i definitely want to know is um now, where do you record at? Uh, do you have like a home studio? Do you go to a studio? Uh, 
So basically, I, I record in two places, uh, whether it's in, in Baton Rouge or I go back home. Majority of the time, like I'm recording my music back home in Dorita, Louisiana, uh, just because it, it's it gives me this vibe of I gotta get out of here, even though I'm not there. It's like it gives me that vibe of like that hunger again, you know. So it's like I, I enjoy recording back home. So majority of my my recent stuff has been there. Okay, and. Um... Uh, collaborations. Do you collaborate with a lot of different hip hop artists? Uh, yeah, I have a few artists that I uh, collab with. Whether it's a few guys from my area who I've worked with, uh, an artist named Dave Stokes, uh, linked up with guys uh, on the East Coast, you know, uh, West Coast. So I've had the opportunity, you know, to to collab with a with a couple of artists. You know, one thing I like about Heisman Campaign is, is like, okay, I love collaborations, but I don't like it too. Because a lot of times, like, an artist you really like, it's like you want to hear them, their voice. And sometimes I think there's this over-collab thing right. that happens where it's like, okay, oh, okay, oh, you got too short. Oh, you got, you know, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great list, but then it's like, where are you at? <laughs> you know? Right. And I like right. that in Heisman Campaign, it's like, this is you going mm-hmm. for it. I like I like that, man. And, and I, like the, I like the whole motif of it as well, you know, Heisman Campaign, so... You know, Appreciate it, man. That's dope, man. All right, so um, when's the next time we get to see you uh, live? Uh, live, we're working on something, trying to do L.A., uh, something in L.A., an unplugged setup. Oh, okay. uh, so we, we, we're actually working on that next. And I have a couple offers for the Texas area, the Houston area. So we we actually setting up everything for 2019, just so everything is in order. The campaign, actually, you know, is is the domino effect pretty much, you know, so that's, that's what's coming next. All right. When you, but, when you're here in LA, let me know. Cause I'm, I'll, I'll come out and I'll bring some folks with me and, okay. uh, as well, man. Cause I always like to support, man. I definitely love to support artists. I, yeah. I definitely keep you in tune, man. And we're going to give you a show. <laughs> All right. I like, I like that, man. Cause you know, some, so I like, I ain't going to say any names, but there's some artists that, you see them live and you like, man, I could have stayed at home, you know? Right. <laughs> so I like, yeah. you know, I've yep. definitely been there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, man, I, I could have just listened, you know, to the record, you know? Yeah. So I like that though, that, that you're putting all that energy in there. So, um, all right. So, uh, once again, so how can we, uh, how can people get your music? Uh, tell us your website, uh, your social media and such. Okay, so basically you can find uh, all of my records if you don't have a streaming service on SoundCloud under B.Homes Creation Station. Uh, you can find me there as well as on Instagram on B.Homes. Uh, if you want to go check out, I, I post all my latest releases and where they can be found as well. Um, and, and anything else, like I say, you keep up with those two and, and that's where we try to stay current, mostly on that. Okay, so you're not on Twitter or Instagram or nothing? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Instagram is uh, b dot underscore home. Oh, okay. Because I was trying to yeah. find you on there, and I was like, uh, so it's the underscore that threw it off. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll add that into the show notes so that people can make sure they, they give you a follow. Okay. So, yeah. uh, good. You make it difficult for people to find you. Right. It's going to be impossible. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Shannon, how can people get you social media, all that goodness? Um, well, it's past my bedtime, so most of y'all will not get me. <laughs> <laughs> but during normal business hours, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Shannon Ford, like the president, hyphen Jefferson. 
like the president. Mm-hmm. And that's it. All right. And you can get me on uh, Twitter at Kente F. That's K-I-N-T-E-F. On Instagram, it's my full name, Kente Ferguson. That's K-I-N-T-E-F-E-R-G-E-R-S-O-N. And, of course, you can go to our website where all of our content is at, and that's IndyRadio.org. That's I-N-D-Y Radio.org. All right, so we will be back on Indie Radio next Monday with an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. So you'll see me and Shannon once again. And... Um, So you guys have a great rest of your week and uh, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Dare to shine with Shine and Jam's new black castor and flaxseed oil styler. This do-it-yourself inspired formula nourishes hair with Jamaican black castor oil, flaxseed oil, and vitamin E while adding manageability and shine. Keratin protein and omega-3, 6, and 9 provide strength to all hair textures and a firm hold for versatile natural styling. From the Ampro Pro Style family of gels, ask for Shine and Jam black castor and flaxseed oil styler at a store near you. Ebenezer Scrooge, awake! I am the ghost of the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Your time is running out. Come, I must show you the sleek CLA. Nice, said Scrooge. But I am kind of a Scrooge. No worries. The CLA offers true Mercedes performance at a surprising price. Or check out the GLC, an SUV with the full complement of technology and performance. Give your year the happy ending it deserves at the Mercedes-Benz winter event. Now at your Mercedes-Benz dealer. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing.